0: In society in general or in the sporting world, I still think we're pretty far behind when it comes to knowing about concussions and knowing what to do, honestly. It's not just, you know, I have headaches or nausea, but you feel anxious, depressed, and it's it's difficult.
1: Olympic Channel Podcast
2: Riders right, ready, watch the gate. <laughs>
1: Today's big interview is with Canadian BMX rider, Tori Ihogg. We're talking concussion, injury and depression in one of the most risky sports in the Olympic programme. I'm Ed Knowles. This is the official Olympic Channel podcast and every week we find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points to get you inspired and motivated. If you love the Olympics, subscribe right now wherever you find your podcasts olympic Olympic channel Channel. podcast a ruptured spleen a tore knee ligament multiple concussions anxiety and depression but you would never know it from looking at tori nyhog's instagram feed he poses with his bmx and when he's got his helmet off he's usually smiling danger is just part of the game in bmx it's part of why it's so exciting but there's also serious consequences. One of the guys who finished ahead of Tory in London 2012 was Australian rider Sam Willoughby. He took a silver medal back then, but lost the use of his legs, arms and torso in a training accident in 2018. In this sport, there's certainly potential that your life could be made profoundly and instantly different. Sanjeev Parla took a trip to Canada to find out Tory's complete story. Today we are in
2: bright and sunny Abbotsford with Tori Nyhag, a Canadian BMX rider. Tori, thank you very much for making time for us. Thanks for having me. Tell us where we are. Uh,
0: We're at Abbotsford BMX. So this is my home track uh, when I'm training at home. Uh, It's a World Cup standard track with a Supercross start hill. Uh, We actually had the World Cup finals here in 2012. But this is, you know, for our national team, this is the main place we train.
2: So how many injuries have you had in your career as a BMX rider? Like give us the breakdown what's the time limit for the podcast <laughs> that many
0: <laughs> um I've probably yeah I've got to say I've probably broken between 15 and 20 bones um I've gotten a handful of concussions like I've touched on and um yeah well I've I gave my kidneys a good whack before and um I ruptured my spleen twice and had it taken out that was one of my worst injuries before the London Olympics um yeah those are the majority wow a lot that's a lot a lot why do you want to come back to the Good question <laughs> um, I just love it, yeah it's such a fun sport and I think the community in BMX is so cool, we're all really good friends and um, the races are a lot of fun to be at and um, it's just such a difficult sport that you never, I mean no sport you ever get perfect at for sure but BMX has always so many areas to improve and I, I've always loved riding my bike but I think above all else I just love the fact that it's so competitive, it's so head to head, you're out there with seven other guys right beside you um, and that feeling of being really powerful and being in a huge moment, like the Olympic Games final or a World Cup final, World Championships final, whatever, is like what I live for. It's it's an amazing feeling, and the self accomplishment I feel with getting on the podium at a huge event is you know the best times of my life, really.
2: BMX is is probably I wouldn't say one of the most dangerous sports, but I think we can acknowledge it's a dangerous sport. Absolutely. How does your family and your loved ones feel about you being in a sport that has accidents
0: yeah i think if you ask them they'd probably say they love it because it's a very exciting sport it's cool to watch they love watching me race but it's a very dangerous sport so i'm sure it's tough for them to to see injuries but um you know like i said they they really love the sport and uh it's something that you know we accept every time we go on the track even if it's a, a training day racing day whatever that you know a bad injury can happen and i've had some bad injuries in practice but the sport is so fun it has such a cool culture and I I, I wouldn't trade my career for anything because I've made lifelong friends in the sport and it's given me a lot in my life.
2: We see a lot of accidents in BMX. You've had a few yourself. We also saw one with Sam Willoughby. Do you think there's enough being done within the sport to keep it safe, to keep the rider safe? It's definitely improved.
0: it's hard because BMX, is there's no way around it. It's just a dangerous sport. And whenever you have action sports, you know, BMX, skateboarding, mountain biking, whatever, it's, there's always that risk of injury. And I think that's why people love them a lot is because it is on the edge. Um, to go fast in our sport, you have to go on the edge. You have to be in control, of course, but you have to be willing to push the boundaries and, and kind of race with no fear. And that's the way I've always raced. And I think at times it's bit me because I have probably overrode at times. Um, not this time I got a concussion necessarily, but injuries in the past I've overrode at times and that's caused me injuries. But at the same time, that's the... One of the biggest reasons why I've had a lot of success in my career is because I've just gone for it. Um, And I think you have to have that. That being said, I think there was a period of time in BMX, maybe 2011, 12, that range, 13, where the tracks were getting really big and gnarly and were really dangerous, in my opinion. Um, They've seemed to scale them back, and in my opinion now, they're getting a little bit too easy. So I think there's a balance there, Um, but they're definitely trying. They're definitely trying.
1: Tori has been injured a lot throughout his career, but there was one at the 2018 World Championships, which was bad. He got a concussion and, well, he's not really recovered since. He's also been open with how he suffered from anxiety and depression. Sanjeev asked him about the incident that saw him sidelined for so long. Olympic Channel podcast. I didn't get a good start, so I was trying to play catch-up because they take the top four of each round
0: and... I was trying to pass for fourth in the second turn, and I don't remember exactly what happened. I haven't watched the video, but I came together with another rider and crashed, and apparently I was knocked out for a few minutes. I remember being stretchered off and kind of coming to under the under the start hill in the medics area, um, kind of coming to and knowing what was going on, still kind of dazed. And then it, they took, I went by ambulance to the local hospital, and um, the doctor kind of checked me out and said, yeah, he's good to go. So I actually got back to the hotel by the time the mains were going at the World Championships. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty bad concussion. I remember thinking at the time, because I've had a few in my career, that you know I thought it'd be good in a couple of weeks, good to go after that. But um, the recovery has been, been really tough. Um, we're almost been a year out, and I'm still just kind of getting back into racing and training. And um, I saw a, a neurospecialist and a concussion specialist for, for rehabilitation. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long process, but we're back on the track. Yeah, because you say, it's interesting you say you haven't watched the video yet. How come? It's just no need, honestly. Yeah, I just... Part of me doesn't want to see myself like ragdoll in the turn and be knocked out, but yeah, I just... I don't really have a reason to, honestly. I I know I crashed and had a bad start, and it's just kind of like, well, yeah, I don't need to. You know, in society in general or in the sporting world, I still think we're pretty far behind when it comes to knowing about concussions and knowing what to do, honestly. I know the typical advice you get from um, professionals is just to take some time off and, you know, get back into things, but it's not good enough honestly in my opinion like your your brain is so important and um, you know if you break your ankle or, or a bone you go you heal and you go through rehab and physiotherapy and then you get back but we just do, still don't seem to have a, a set in stone um, concussion return to play protocol where we go through proper rehabilitation and everything and um, you know the concussions I've had in the past you know I only I recovered after a few days it, it didn't seem like a big deal but this is the first one that I've had
2: that um, lasted a long time. You said it, it. it's kind of like you enter a really dark place where you maybe rediscover yourself in, yeah. in, in, a, in a different way what, what what was your process like
0: yeah it was tough like I said you, you, it's not just you know I have headaches or nausea but you feel anxious depressed and it's it's difficult um, were you difficult to be around I have to ask the people around me for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's obviously, it's it's tough, I'm sure, for the people around me to see me kind of struggling and um, having that kind of stuff going on. Um, but, you know, I think with any injury, you, whenever you take a step back, you learn a lot about yourself, um, whether it's a broken ankle, concussion, whatever you, sometimes it's good to take a step away from a sport, even if it's forced, even if it's something you wouldn't choose. Um, you learn a lot about yourself and you grow. And it's amazing. I, I only realize now, being out of the sport for a while, that, um, when you're injured and out of it for a bit and you want to be competing, competing you see things from a different perspective and you know when you're competing you're so involved in the sport you're so single-minded you don't think of anything else besides training and racing and how to improve um, but I think I, I grew a lot as a
2: person outside the sport To help another athlete kind of take from your experiences what was your lowest of your lowest point in your recovery before you, you felt you were on an upward trend?
0: Yeah, I just remember being really frustrated because I, I felt like things weren't getting better, really. And every time I felt like I I would improve, then I'd try to ride a little, even just 30 minutes, super easy. And the next day, I'd, I just felt like really hung over, like big headache, nausea. And it was just like, oh, my God, I didn't even do anything. Um, so that's when it happened a few times. And after it happened a couple of times, that's when I decided, like, look, I need to go see a specialist and get some rehabilitation um, in place. And so after that, I, I started seeing the concussion specialist that helped and um I think advice just be first of all take your time don't come back too early because I know a lot of time whether people mean to or not when it comes to coaching and that kind of thing sponsorship a lot of times they they want you back in a hurry which is fair enough but at the same time you need to be able to stand up and be like look guys I'm just not ready and um that's can be tough because there can be a lot of external pressure in in a variety of sports
2: but have you had that pressure for yourself
0: not a lot to be honest no um i've had really i've been lucky with good sponsors and and support team that they know i need to take my time um i think that if someone's trying to rush you back from a, a serious injury that they don't necessarily would have your best interest at heart honestly because a head injury is really serious um and, I, you know, I look at other athletes in sports, Sidney Crosby in the NHL. He's one of the best hockey players in the world, and he missed about a year for a concussion. And now he came back, and he's a two-time Stanley Cup champ. So, you know, seeing other athletes go through that and, and come through and, and improve in their career is huge.
2: How did you know you you were depressed?
0: Um, yeah, you just feel really down and just feel like, yeah, just feel really i get a lot of anxiety so i just felt really anxious for no reason and just there's been times where i've been resolved to tears just because i had such bad anxiety that i just felt like my skin was on fire and it was terrible yeah so i uh i started working with a sports psychologist in 2014 and he helped me a lot off the track and on the track and the last few years i started working with a a psychologist like a clinical psychologist and it really helped me because there's so many people that go through it like i said and um you know, for a while, it's like, I, I thought it would go away and I wouldn't have to do anything. But after a while, I was like, you know, I, I, it's okay to just get help. And, um, so now I'm pretty open about it. I talked to you know, my girlfriend's been really supportive and helped me through a lot of things and my parents and family and close friends. And I'm um, kind of going to see a professional and get help as well. I, I feel like those times that I've gone through have been extremely difficult. Um, no question. Some of the oh, most horrible worst times of my life that I've struggled, but. Um, I don't think I'd change it just because it's made me a stronger person. It's made me really appreciate life. Um, Waking up happy and just, yeah, it's made me appreciate life and kind of giving me a new outlook. And I know that now, like, I've gone through such hard times that it's like if something comes up, like, oh, I got it. I know I can get through this. I've gone through stuff that's much harder and that's helped me in sport and in life, yeah.
2: Because I think you hit the nail on the head when you say a lot of people might be experiencing it, but they might just go, I need to train harder so I get rid of that anxiety. Yeah, and
0: I think a lot of time, yeah, I've, I internalize it for sure a lot of the time and just hope to go away, hope to go away. But it, a lot of times, sometimes it does, but sometimes, you, you know, you need help and that, that's okay. Um, and I think now as in the athlete world, there's a ton of athletes that go through it. Um, whether it's the stress of the sport or stuff going on in their personal life, it's, it's a lot to handle. Um, and people in, in normal life work normal jobs and they go through a variety of different things as well. We're all human beings at the end of the day. Um, so if we can relate to each other with that and, and help each other out, and I think the world or society in general, it's being it's more accepted now to just come out and say it publicly because um, you know the more times people come out and talk about it, whether it's celebrities or whatever, um, people know it's normal and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a, a normal human thing.
1: Tory is just one of the best BMXers in the world. He took a silver at the World Championships in 2014 and a gold at the Pan Ams a year later. At the Olympics in Rio, he finished fifth. That means, along with London 2012, he's been to two Olympic Games now and not medal. Disappointed? Maybe a little bit. But Tory seems more driven than ever to achieve even more at the Olympic Games. What was that moment for
2: you like when you realized that's happening i'm going to the olympics it was a
0: the london was a a whirlwind of experience because you know the months leading in i was it was my second year of elite uh, so i was still pretty young i was just 19 turning 20 that year i'd been making all the uh, world cup finals and just battling for podiums every race and getting so close to my first world cup podium and three months before at the last world cup uh, i had a horrific crash and ruptured my spleen really badly so I was on bed rest for a month and they ended up taking it out. I only had my spleen taken out nine weeks before the London Games. So to have abdominal surgery and have an organ removed nine weeks before, it was insane. And, you know, looking back now, I, I can't believe I even made it back. Um, so it was, I did, I did a variety of rehabs every day and just had to basically build up from nothing because I lost like 15 pounds and I was just like in so much pain at that time. And so... You know, at that time, all I was focused on was getting back and ready for the London Olympics because I, I had been
2: at a very high level that year. I think listening to that, the journey just to get to London, just to show up, is itself worthy of a medal itself, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, because at the time it was devastating because, I, like I said, I'd been doing really well at the World Cups and everything was tracking really well. And I still believe if I went in, if I hadn't got hurt, I mean, it's so hypothetical, but if I hadn't got hurt and was healthy going to the Games, I'm sure I would have had a really good shot at a medal because I was kind of peaking at the right time and things were tracking well. But... You know, the Olympics are an amazing experience and having it every four years at a certain time, you, you need a lot of things to go your way because you've got to go in healthy and things have to time perfectly well. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing about the Olympics as well. Did you set a target before you went into
2: the, the Rio Games?
0: That year, yeah, 2016, it was tough. Again, I, I wasn't enjoying it at that time, you know, and... And so I remember my dad told me, like, you know, no matter what, just go and enjoy it. Have fun. Who cares? Like, who cares how you do? Like, you don't put so much emphasis on a result. Because at that time, I was so focused on wanting to be in the finals and podiums. I, I wasn't just riding and freely and enjoying it. So those next few months, I, I did my best not to worry or care if I was getting beat in training or if I wasn't feeling 100% or anything. And just told myself, just do your best no matter what. If you're getting beat, if this guy's faster, who cares? Just go forward. And in a way, I took a lot of pressure off. And I, I went in really light to Rio. And... Um, so that, that served me well for the last few years of my career as well.
2: You finished fifth at the uh, Rio 2016 Olympic Games. What do you think of your race? What was your final like for you? We had to go through so many, so much qualifying. and Kind of like when you get to that point, it's just
0: like, screw it. Let's just go race. So got to the hill and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm in the Olympic final. And I remember being really confident that I was going to medal because I'd been riding well and I, I just really believed in myself and didn't get a good start and kind of got shuffled back. And especially in the first turn, I got shuffled back quite a bit. So... I had to come from pretty far back, and I just did my best to ride the track as, as well as I could. And there was a lot of action in front of me, guys being passed and kind of getting balled up and everything. And um, actually, came pretty close to a bronze at the finish line. Um, and then after I crossed the line, I was it was just kind of like I saw the three guys that meddled and they were celebrating. And then I just realized I didn't medal, and it was just like it was just devastating, just because it happened so fast. And I was I was really confident I was going to medal, and. You know, if it looking back, if it had been a World Championship or World Cup, and I got fifth, I would have been happy. Like I, I probably wouldn't have been that upset. But just because it's the Olympics and a medal is such a big deal, and a lot of time with the medals, it's like or at the Olympics, it's like if you you medal or you don't exist kind of thing. And that's what everyone goes. You know, all of us guys in the final, we wanted a medal. And you could probably rerun that final a few times and get different medalists. But it's BMX, and
2: I'm I'm very proud I got top five at the Olympics. Yeah you're looking ahead to the next chapter or the next phase i should say yeah. in, in your career what's that going to be
0: i'd love to end my career with an olympic medal um so i you know tokyo would be my last olympics um my third one then in a sport like bmx just be, just being at three olympics would be amazing but i don't want to be at three without a medal uh, i was close in rio um but you know since a rio i've i've improved a lot mentally for sure and i've also improved physically and technically on the bike and on the track so i, w- I would love to to medal at the olympics it's the one thing that in our sport that I haven't medaled at. I've medaled at everything else. And so that's kind of the last missing uh, piece of the puzzle for me. Yeah. What do you have to do between now and
2: Tokyo 2020 to get there?
0: Uh, I think I have so many years of experience and with training and what works and everything that um, I don't think a a ton of things different, to be honest. I I think I just train and work on the mental side of things like always and just try and be the best version of myself and go in happy and healthy with a shot. That's like I said, that's all you can, can do for the Olympics is go in like that.
2: Well, I guess I just want to wish you all the luck as you, you head back uh, onto the BMX thank you, tri- thank you, uh, track. Thank you. And thank you very much for taking time to talk to us on the podcast today. And thank you very much for opening up and telling us all that we need to know about the life of uh, Tori Nihok.
0: It was my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for taking this time to let me share. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: Olympic Channel Podcast. Big thanks to Sanjeev and to Tori. I've put a link into Tori's social media handles in the episode description. Tori also has his own podcast, which you should check out. It's called Coffee Chatter. Uh, We've got an amazing episode of our series, Is It Possible?, with Tori as well. It's over at olympicchannel.com. And here's a clip. Hi,
0: I'm Tori Nyhag. Be one of the top BMX racers in the world. You yep, to race fast and smooth.
1: Is it possible to ride the perfect BMX race? Find links to everything in the episode description, like always. If you like this particular episode, then get it up in your Instagram story and tell people, send a tweet, it all makes a massive difference. If you really wanna make a difference, Write a review in the podcast app. Tell us exactly which bit you liked or maybe put a quote in. That would be really amazing. Don't forget to follow us on at Olympic Channel. I am at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E across all socials as well. That is it for now though. See you soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.